Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Thank you for telling me. I appreciate the fact you feel close enough that you would open up and tell me your truth like that. Thank you for telling me your truth. She sold him her truth for a vacation. A vacation? She sold him her truth for millions of Instagram followers. I bet she'll hit a million. You think she'll hit a million from this? Yes. I think she's vying to be the first bisexual bachelorette. Do you think they would do a bisexual bachelorette before they did the Black Bachelor? Yes, because they could make it more of a Hunger Games. It would be like they would force her to kick off equal number of guys and girls per episode. So in the end, it would come down to... One man and one woman are the final two. A battle of the sexes. Yes, and she will have to make that choice live on the final rose ceremony, whether she likes men or women better. I literally just, my jaw just hit the floor. She's at 940,000 followers. Yeah. She's playing this very well this season. I mean, it's hard to argue anyone else is the MVP in my opinion. Well, we'll see. There's still some game left to play. We'll see. This whole episode was about her. I'm not arguing about this episode, but MVP of the season? Eh, we'll see. Well, welcome to another fabulous episode of Game of Roses. I'm your co-host, Bachelor Clues, and with me as always is... Your co-host, Lizzie Pace. Here to break down all your favorite plays, all your favorite players, their errors, their trials, their tribulations, who's moving ahead in the game, who's falling behind. Let's get into it. First, we have Jordan and Christian. Right. The conclusion of the epic battle on the beach. This is my own theory. I don't know if we've ever had any other NOGs in the game, but... We did have a night two girl on this next episode. Who was that? Well, she was group date number two, according to Caitlin. Mm. Uh, Caitlin? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that's not an NOG, though. Right. NOG is NOG. You get kicked out before the first cocktail or after the first cocktail party. Right. You haven't even slept in the mansion. Yeah. You haven't even laid your head to rest in the hallowed halls of Lord Harrison's devilish mansion. Then they're both removed from the show after Jordan body slams Christian and they're like, we have a zero tolerance policy, which did we have when Mad Chad attacked uh, the dick pastor? No, but Mad Chad wasn't an NOG. I'm telling you, the NOG's role in the game is specifically for the producers to send them in to disrupt things. They're like in hockey, the enforcer or the goon. They're not meant to actually affect gameplay. They're just meant to distract other players to perform some act of violence on one of the other team members. And this guy, Christian, served his purpose He's kind of like perfectly. a, a uh, what's that thing called? Like He's like a mine that you throw and then it explodes. A grenade? A gr- <laughs> it's like a grenade. <laughs> Our night one guy was a grenade. I think he was meant to target Clay, but instead he took Jordan out. Damage done. 
No ill feelings. This is just one of the many tools at the producer's disposal to try and derail your relationship. And for Lord Harrison to then say we have a zero tolerance policy, hilarious, obviously, because they orchestrated the entire thing. This wasn't my error of the game, but this could be an error of the game. Jordan taking himself out. He took his teddy bear thing from last season too far. And in this case, he took himself out of the game by uh, underestimating Christian's uh, aggression. But I think his loyalty will be rewarded. I think you're going to see him again, potentially on Next Paradise. Absolutely. You always got to get the mayor back. The self-proclaimed mayor of paradise. At the rose ceremony, we lose Always Beach Cam, Mm -hmm. Wills, and Kevin. In my era of the game, Kevin gave a slurred goodbye speech. I mean, he hasn't made an impact on the game really at all. Um, besides Lord Harrison called him fat or pale or something. Yes, Lord Harrison body shamed him, and that was his contribution to the game. Sometimes a player's contribution is small, sometimes it is not remembered. In this case, it was both. Farewell, Kevin. Been an honor to have you in the game. If you realize you haven't really done shit in Paradise, you better make your exit speech count. He just like slurred his way through it and was like, whatever, but he could have at least gotten a jolt in followers if he had given a good speech. In a good speech, you got to, number one, praise the process. You want to get invited back to Bachelor in Paradise next year. Number two, maybe make a pitch for yourself that people should date you, at least, from the show. Stay in that Bachelor Nation circle. Well, what would we call the insider Bachelor universe? People who have been on the show, what would we call them? Alums? They're the players. They're simply active players in the game. It's like if you're an NFL player and you're an active player, you're on some team's roster, you're floating around in the pool of players. I feel like that's, it's similar. Active player. And then once you retire, you're no longer an active player. I would argue Nick Vial is unfortunately retired. He is not retired. He is in Halo Top commercials. No, but that's not part, he's not in the game anymore. He can't play the game. What is the game though? The game is you're in Bachelor bachelorette or bachelor in paradise that's the game we still don't know he could come back for some iteration fucking chris bukowski's here they can't even fit all of his bachelor seasons on his fucking name card when he comes up for an interview you know what i bet might happen as the audience of the bachelor ages they may start bringing some of these guys out of retirement some of these women out of retirement and being like we're gonna do a 40 year old bachelor and all the Different contestants will be age-appropriate except, like, one or two, (laughs) you know. Like a spinoff series? I just feel like The Bachelor is such a consistent thing. It Mm -hmm. is always a white man from, like, age 25 to 35. I think it would be a spinoff. It would be called, like, Second Chance at Love or something. Last Chance at Love. Who knows? I think they could make it as a separate show, but I don't think they will ever have, like, an old person be The Bachelor. Oh, no, no, no. Not on Bachelor or Bachelorette. I agree. But there could be, just as they made Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Pad, they can create other shows that are still part of the game. And I think they might create one just for Nick. Hopefully. Like a Bachelor retirement home? Yeah. I'd love to see him mumble his way through dates with adults. Oh, my God. Um, what do we have <laughs> next? Dates Don't get adults. me started on Nick Vial. I will. <laughs> I, I will get lost. In I it. gotta never bring up Nick Vial. There's just that. so many statistics that he has given to the um, game that didn't exist before him, and he he really, in my mind, he is 
the kind of iconic, not only is he the best player in the game's history, he came at the exact right moment when Instagram started happening with the game. That to me, it's like the Beatles uh, and television. They both happened at the exact <laughs> same time. How dare at you Matt laugh Sturkless, at me for that? Nick Vial on Instagram is like the Beatles and television. That's right. <laughs> He's got over a million followers. I think he was the first guy to do it. How many followers do the Beatles have on Instagram? Zero. I don't think they have an account. There's <laughs> I'm going to introduce right now my MVP, 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 MVP. Oh, fuck. I have two MVPs. Derek tells Demi, it's okay to not know how you feel. I feel like this whole episode, Derek has been making a very convincing case for why he should be Bachelor. I could not agree more. Of all the guys who are in precarious situations on this season, of which there are many, he's handling his the best, doing it in the most Bachelor-esque fashion, with respect, with understanding. He's displaying the correct amount of pain through the process. He says he knows that you can like find true love there. He's praising the process. Um, I think he's gained a lot from dating that therapist, Taylor. I think his emotional intelligence has heightened. He's also giving the producers a narrative. He's always the guy that they say you're a great guy and they go with someone else. So now he's looking for a woman to put him first for the first time in his life. And that's what his Bachelor narrative could be. He's giving them an idea of what that is. And now based on Bachelor Nation's response, how he's polling, how he's trending out there in the hashtags, he may have a shot. He may make a run for it because we all know that Tyler is obviously onto bigger and better things. He really did. Hi, Tyler. It was nice having you in Bachelor Nation. You zoomed off. He's playing in a different sport now. Derek goes over and introduces himself to Christian. He says, I did it to make Demi happy. And I literally said, aw, I had a physical gasp. The problem is I'm conflicted because Demi is also my MVP. Yeah, Demi has also performed. I feel like Demi has done something extraordinarily. This brings into question for me something that I struggle with in every episode of this show, which is how much of this is real. And how much of this is completely fabricated by producers and the players. And we know every episode somewhere exists on a sliding scale from all of it is 100% genuine. The producers only care about helping these people actually find real love. And no one knows about any of the other stuff that's going on behind the scenes. There's that is one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is all of it is fabricated. All of the players are in on it. Everything is scripted from the beginning of the season. Somewhere in the middle is the truth, and that slides each week. And some of what Demi was saying, the attention mm -hmm. put on this relationship, the fact that Christian flew out there and was just ready to go, had her passport, can take off whatever kind of work she needs to from her job to stay in paradise with Demi. All of that, I think, must have been, at the very least, the producers were aware of it as a possibility before anyone started shooting. Right. I think you have to have all of that. I think so as well. So that was all premeditated. Whether she actually was trying to find a relationship with Derek or with anyone else there remains to be known, I guess. I mean, it seemed like those emotions were genuine, but at this point, I don't know how anyone could be certain of that. I think that whole 
with a grain of salt, I am so happy that this happened. You Absolutely. know, it's baby steps for the show. But that whole thing felt very produced and they gave it so much time in the episode that it's like reveling in it in a weird way. And if that would have been a guy, I think Demi would have been vilified. That Lord Harrison quote at the beginning of this episode would have been completely different. The Mm -hmm. tone would have been different. It would have been like, you came on here and you already had a girlfriend. I'm sorry. Like we're, we're a show about finding love and you aren't here for the right reasons. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Those are both good MVP candidates of this week. They certainly shared the most screen time. You know, they were essentially involved in, in one of the greatest moments kind of in the social progress of the game. We need to discuss why Christina gave the rose to Blake. This was, of course, a complete manufacture oh, right. by the producers. To ask us to believe that that's even remotely real, I think, is crazy. The little speech that Lord Harrison has given this season about we just want the best for you guys to find love and all that. It's proven to be a lie again and again and again this season. And they're just becoming more blatant about it. I don't know. Counterpoint, Christina basically spent the whole time afterwards calling it a friendship rose. So I kind of feel like she kept on the person who she thought would like return the favor next week. You're thinking it was a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Maybe. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. I guess we'll have to see who he gives it to. But I think the producers talk to all of them. And if they're not in some kind of fake relationship already, they suss out who they're going to give the rose to. They make a strong suggestion. Well, we need Blake around because we want to stir the pot with him in various other situations. I think she We was have another girl coming on that he fucked at stagecoach. You got to well, keep him. At least that he met at stagecoach. Yeah, that, that, became that did true. happen. God. Stagecoach. Yeah, so this whole season also has just been a giant ad for Stagecoach, which is revealing that secondary tier of action that all the players are involved in, which is the music festival circuit on Instagram. It has been a huge ad for Stagecoach. You want to see all of your favorite Bachelor Nation players and possibly fuck them? Go to Stagecoach. If your Instagram count is high enough, that's the only way you're getting laid there. I also found it interesting this episode that a couple of times the word Instagram was invoked or yes. someone called someone by their Instagram handle. When Christina is saying Christina calls Baylocky or whatever the weird word is, that's his Instagram handle. Yeah. Not some cute nickname. That's how she knows him. That's his identity to her. And Deanie Babies was also introduced to the beach as Deanie Babies this season. That's his Instagram handle. They have become those identities. We also had Dean say that new girl jen is the hottest in bachelor nation it was good to put a real three-dimensional body to an instagram handle that is how they exist to each other before they come on the show and it's just more evidence that the show and instagram are becoming closer and closer linked more and more infused we had a few seasons ago the show did an instagram post at after the final rose and said if we get an extra ten thousand likes uh, we'll release some bonus video clip or whatever. Yes. They actually did a call to action to Bachelor Nation that affected Instagram. Instagram. It's all becoming one and the same, which is crucial to understand in terms of how to play the game. Christina goes on her rose hunt for a friendship rose. She's using a new terminology that's pretty blatant in that this is a game. That's a strategy so that she can stay on. Yeah, the friendship, friendship rose is rose. a tried and true technique. I think it's been around since the first Bachelor in Paradise. 
We'll do it. I love it because they give, she gives the rose and she's like, you deserve a chance to find love. And it's like, do you think that like Will just doesn't deserve a chance to make, to find love? New girl Jen comes who had a relationship with the world's greatest player, Nick Vial. Nick Vial. He made it all the way to the end of uh, paradise with her. He had his walls up. She brought him down, of course. Textbook. I think they even had an overnight date. She goes on a date with another old man player, Chris. Well, this was my error, 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 error of the game happened right before this. It was Katie telling him basically to go on dates with other women. They had a solid relationship. He would have given her the rose. Now it looks like she's lost that. So yeah, she's correct. he kind of earned the permission to go on that date by her saying that. I don't even he, think it was about permission. He liked her, and she essentially was saying, yeah, don't take me too seriously because I'm going to be looking at other guys. That's how he hmm. took what she said. Huge error. And, of course, he's going to go on those dates. It's paradise. Get your screen time. If you say no to a date, you're saying no to screen time. You have to go on those dates. It, just, it doesn't matter. You can always come back and tell the person, like, I really like you. You just want other yeah. people to keep asking you on dates. Like Nicole it make, had. It raises your value in paradise to go on other dates. Absolutely. Plays like way more into Nicole after she goes out with Jordan and Christian. Not only that, you get more Instagram followers because you're on the screen more. Gotta uh, go on those dates. Jen asked him if he's been on a catamaran at Bachelor Clues. I've been on 10 fucking seasons of The Bachelor. Of course, I've been on a fucking catamaran. Yep. Enjoyed that. It's got to be accurate. I'm sure we could find footage of him on a catamaran. Nicole gives Clay a dance in which she... Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who 
only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. On his dick at the end of the song. I thought that was interesting. She did a little uh, performance. That was a good strategy. She did something that she thought would be funny or cute, guaranteeing screen time. This is a basic rule for all players to follow at all times. Be your own producer. Producers are going to need footage to fill an hour and 15 minutes worth of show. If you can do something that'll give them one or two of those minutes by concocting a little song, reading a poem, other players have done that this season, what have you. Do it every time because they will get it on tape and they will air it. Uh, Lord Harrison comes. He waves at the barnacle koala couples in the pool. He tells Demi that her girlfriend is there and uh, we have our first gay kiss on Bachelor. Let's pause to recognize Lord Harrison for a moment if we can. Give thanks to our dark sovereign who makes possible paradise and The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, it is through Lord Harrison that all decisions are made. That's what we learn here. He and he, he alone has the power the producers. to reach across the globe and pull whoever you ask into paradise. In this case, Demi asked for her girlfriend, Christian, and Lord Harrison thanked her for telling him Benevolent her truth. Lord Harrison. All he is concerned with is her safety, her happiness, helping her find what she deserves, true love. Couldn't be fucking creepier. What is going on here? <laughs> Nobody is watching this Your fucking show. Lord Harrison voice is, is a great character. It's not a character. It's fucking him. Mike Fleiss has made how much money off this fucking show? $100 million? 50 at Probably. least. And this guy right now is embroiled in domestic abuse allegations. 
and we just continue to pump money at this motherfucker. Lord Harrison comes to his def- defense every time. They really are like Darth Vader and the Emperor. Right. What are we doing? The only scandal they haven't addressed on this show. Nor will they ever. Are you kidding me? That will never come up. How would it even come up on the show? So, guys, we need to sit you down. The guy who created this show, uh, the guy who's paying all your checks, ain't a nice guy. They would have that meeting in the Palapa. Of course they would. <laughs> hey, guys, it's a new guy coming it's down the Palapa stairs. Time. Who is it? It's Mike Fleiss. <laughs> <laughs> he apologized to camera, just like yeah. Diana apologizes to Bachelor Nation. God, uh, it's so gross. And Lord Harrison is just, thank you for telling me your truth. It couldn't be more insincere. But they needed that moment because he represents the show's acceptance of it. We've seen all the players accept it. Now we need the show to formally tell Bachelor Nation this is okay. And it's only through Lord Harrison's dark voice. What if Demi said, I have a boyfriend at home. And Lord Harrison said, thank you for telling me your truth. What? Exactly. It's But, you know, look, we complain about it, but the opposite could be true. They could just like not air any of this footage, cut her out of the show and be like, we had to send her home. They didn't do that. It is a good thing overall. Yeah. And I'm happy it happened. And I support Demi, even if this is on the the fakest of the fake scale, the edge of your fake scale. You know, as good as it is for Bachelor Nation or whatever, it's still like, it's still The Bachelor. It's still fucking Lord Harrison. So it's still going to be dark and slimy. Do I have a low bar for it like I do for Trump? I'm like, well, you know, he didn't fucking spit in her face. The way Lord Harrison in that promo said, are they going to have some Russian interference? They made a fucking joke of the concept of Russian interference, which is the complete destruction of American democracy. They made a lighthearted joke of it. Yeah, we're never going to bring up politics on the show because that will end it, but we're going to make little pun quips about shit that might ruin our democracy forever and we'll never have a free election again. It's like when they had the MAGA hats that said, make something great again. Do you remember that? In an after no. the final rose? Yeah, I made a meme of it. Go back and look through Bachelor Clues. There's a dude in a... I always do. Yeah, you better fucking study it. You better fucking study it. What's the 147th post? Tell me now. It's Kentucky Frankenstein. Oh my God. It may be. That's a high likelihood. No, uh, but there there was a guy in no, one of the have... After the Final Roses audiences wearing a hat that was a MAGA-style hat, but the phrase was something Bachelor-related. Was it Make America Corinne Again or something maybe, like that? Maybe, maybe, yes. Yeah, I feel like there was something related to Corinne with that. They've also, I feel like, said fake news or something. They've made these little, like, pun jokes about the lingo. Like, Russian interference, like... You know what? This is the end times, isn't it? Usually this is the time in the episode where I get very down and I question why we're doing this because I hate it. I think it's a horrible waste of time. Oh my God, are you going to cheer me up? I'm going to say someone sent me something on Instagram that made me think, you know what? Fuck this. I shouldn't get down about it. This is why we do it. They reminded me. Sent me this nice message about the analysis that we do and how much they enjoy it and said, the influence this show has over the general American population makes the messages it sends about race, gender, and sexual orientation incredibly significant. And I couldn't agree more. I think that's absolutely true. And I think that's why we do this. If for no other reason than to offer some kind of fucking protest against it. That's all. The the podcast about the show is the protest. Yeah. And all of our commentary. Yeah. Your recaps. My oh, yeah. memes. Yeah. Fucking taking down the man. It is important, though, I feel like, to recognize certain pieces of media and what they're representing about the culture we're living in. And I think this piece of media represents something horrible about our fucking culture. And it's like it's really only tolerated in this show. 
you can't have these messages and things being promoted in any other media that's being made by big studios or networks. But it's here. It's on this show. It's almost like a piece of Fox News firmly in ABC. Did ABC have Roseanne? Mm. <laughs> Another clue. I honestly thought this was maybe Paradise Season 4, but apparently it's 6. At some point, we just become strange custodians of all these statistics and pieces of information. And for who? Like, for what? Now I'm getting to the dark place. No, you know what? No, Fuck what cut, I said earlier. Cut. I'm going straight to the okay. dark place. Demi breaks up with Derek. We're at that point <sighs> in the episode. Derek asked her to set him up to be next Bachelor. And then we get that weird thing where he talks to Christian. They do a three-way breakup, yes. basically, where they send each other off with well wishes. How many of those have you ever been through in your life? Three. Oh, that's pretty cool. No, um, I thought that was literally when he said I did that for Demi to make her happy. I literally said awe out loud. Like the show made me feel genuine emotion, which. Wow. That's why I think it was a good. Uh, it's pulling you in. It was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we have to stop move. doing it this. It was a good move by Derek. That's all I'm saying. I still do not want there to be another white man bachelor. Oh, sorry, uh, then. You shouldn't watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Demi praises the process and asks Christian to stay. And we have, like, a little, like, mini gay Bachelor where we watch them go on a date, and it's very long, and they don't cut any of it out. Well, the show bizarre. is... I, I think the show, or the producers, however you want to speak about it, are aware of what they're doing. They're aware that this will be written about, talked about, all over the internet. It's going to get a big reaction. And so... Might as well milk that for all it's worth. Give it all the screen time they can. If they can build a whole episode, they built basically two episodes around it. It was kind of the fight and this. Demi, I thought, played it pretty expertly. As we said, she was doing something that had it not been a bisexual relationship, had that been a man, she would have been derided. She would have been vilified for it. But instead, you know, she played the situation perfectly. Got not only screen time, got sympathy, I think there's a possibility she emerges from all this as the next Bachelorette, depending on how this relationship deteriorates. No one wants to touch that idea, at least the people that she's with in person. They're all like, oh, we're so supportive, no matter if it's a man or a woman. And also, Derek says that maybe 100 billion times this episode. doesn't matter to me that it's a man or a woman, but it's that she cares about someone else. Uh, I thought a funny moment. When Demi brings Christian in and they walk by everyone, and then that girl's like, She's not from Bachelor Nation. <laughs> Is the only person to join Paradise who's not from Bachelor Nation, Ashley I's sister, before this point. Can you think of anyone else? Wasn't there somebody who had a twin? The, that one little guy. I forget his name. He was on the season where they put him in a funny hat and made him lay around with a horse or a cow or something. Alex. Yes, Alex. He had a twin? Yeah. Remember, and they brought him on. I'm almost positive. There were two other twins in Bachelor Nation, those two guys, and they were part of Bachelor Pad. They bring in, if you got a sib who looks, who is either your identical twin or looks enough like you that maybe you're twinish, they'll bring you on. Do you think Christian watches this show? Yeah. Are you kidding me? She goes, Hannah has a date card or whatever that is. Yeah, she knew the rules. She at least knew the kind of elementary rules the fundamental components of the game what a date card is what that means knowing what a date card is 
to me is very specific and i feel like you wouldn't say that phrase if you hadn't seen the show i agree also she's dating demi that doesn't come up in conversation i was even if you don't watch the show she was like oh i was just on the bachelor what you'd watch all of her episodes immediately right so she had at least seen demi's season pretty interesting uh move actually it's my play of the game Wait, it was what is? Christian crashing the show. She came into the game sideways, overted everything, did not have to go through an interview process, did not have to go through the casting process, just showed up, just did it. And ultimately, this all stems back to a decision she had to have made before Demi came on the show. Because I think she was open with her about like, I'm going on The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. And I think Christian had to either right there could have said, no, that's going to make me uncomfortable. If you do that, we're through. Or... Go and explore your options. I want you to be sure about us, which she clearly must have said. And then she knew in the back of her mind, there's a chance I'm getting on that show. And indeed, it paid off. She's my MVP of the game. Play of the game was allowing Demi on the show. I love that. She had a play of the game before the game even started. And now she's a part of Bachelor Nation. She's an active player. Ultimately, I think the producers probably knew it was possible from the very beginning and we're angling I, for this I to happen so. i think so i feel like they were like let's make let's make it happen let's do first gay relationship it's through demi it's like way more palatable because she's so popular it makes a lot of news for the show well that was my mvp yours was ultimately i'm gonna go with demi All i'm right. gonna say yeah. she is definitely the mastermind in this situation she played derek if they talked about her possibly coming onto the show, that Demi knew in the back of her mind, oh, she's going to come on the whole time. I mean, that's like, no, I don't want to say that she was like a manipulator, but. Why not? She was. That's how you play the game. That's how you win this game is by manipulating everyone else to elevate yourself. And her fucking follower count, dude. 940K. Yeah, that's pretty huge. She's going to hit one million. She's going to do it, my girl. If you walk away from paradise with a million, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Do we know Christian's Instagram account? She has 29.5K followers. Let's see what happens next week with that. But I think you're going to see a massive jump. You know, to go from 29.K to, I, I think she'll have in the order of 150K to 200,000 before it's all said and done. It's That's a fantastic gain for somebody who's coming in this late in the game and again who navigated the entire process and was like nah fuck that i'm not doing it the traditional way i'm not going to go on bachelor or bachelorette i'm just going to show up well that's another episode down right but wait what is our dwab at oh that's right days without a black bachelor the dwab what do we got at the time of this recording there have been six thousand three hundred and fifty seven Days without a black bachelor. And counting. Until next week. Praise be Lord Harrison. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 
15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. 
She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) 